Welcome to Joyful Souls, the podcast. I'm Tracy Benson, your host. I am so excited to take this weekly journey with you where we'll take deep dives into real talk with real people living an epically fulfilled existence. We'll give you tips, tools, and strategies that you can use in your everyday life to have more joy, more peace, more love, more connection, more of all the things that really matter. And it's crazily true. When you live like that in alignment, in joy, in peace, just expanding your heart and soul, it's amazing what you manifest and what will just show up at your door. So let's get this trip around the sun started. I'll see you on the flip side. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Joyful Souls, the podcast. I'm your host, Tracy Benson. And today in real time, I can't hardly believe that it is October 5th, 2020. We've only got one quarter left of this year. It's zoomed by. And what came to mind today is I actually had a guest that was supposed to be on. And we are going to record later. We got a delayed a little bit. But I decided I need to speak about something that was on my heart based on an experience I had this weekend. Well, it's been coming up for some of my clients and some of my peers and a couple of coaching groups I'm in and different things where people this year have been realizing lots of things about themselves that they didn't know. We're able to go to a deeper level. We've had different kinds of challenges than maybe we've had in the past, right? There's just a whole change and a whole shift in the way we're living, the way where our kids are being educated, the way we're being educated, the way we're having meetings, the way we're working. Everything has just done a realignment, right? So what's been coming up a few times recently for some of my clients was discovering hidden talents. and. I had such an experience this weekend on a couple of levels, and it, it really made me understand how strong our ability is to do things we think we can't do or that we may not be good at or that we've never done before. So I'll give you an example. Have you ever tried playing a sport or some sort of game that you'd never played before? And you were actually pretty good at it from the start. I mean, for a beginner, right? You're not going to be an expert immediately. And you think, wow, I should have done that before. And then sometimes it's not so much that we're good at it immediately. I I go back to my childhood. I always wanted to play music and I I started playing piano when I was 7 or 8 and then I was in the band and I played the flute and the oboe later on the clarinet, the saxophone, oh also the piccolo. I always wanted to learn guitar and I never really got around to that. And technically, I was quite good because I could learn to do it, right? We can learn to do things, most things that we may not be naturally talented at. Have you ever heard somebody say, I'll take someone with heart 
and inspiration and dedication to work over someone with talent any day? Well, they say that because you can have all the talent in the world, but if you don't put it to good use and you still don't work hard and try to improve your craft or whatever that talent is, it's nearly generally not worth as somebody who maybe is one-tenth the amount of talent, but puts the hard work and dedication in. And then we just have hidden talents that we either suppressed or we didn't realize. What happened to me this weekend is I went to a retreat and it's led by one of my friends and she's an artist, among other things. She is a fantastic woman and her name is Steph Levine and I love her dearly. And she is what I call the ultimate divine feminine. While she understands masculine energy is necessary for certain things and she knows how to use it appropriately, she is still the ultimate divine feminine. I always tell Steph, if I can't cry for myself, she can cry for me. She has the innate ability to be vulnerable in any moment, at any time, during anything. It doesn't matter where she's, in, where she's at or whose presence she is in. And that's a gift. That's a gift, and it's a gift that she shares it with us. And so at this retreat, Steph happens to be, I, I'm sure amongst other things, but she paints. So part of this weekend retreat is centered around painting. And I attended the retreat last year with her. And I struggled with the painting. I had never painted. I mean, I probably did as a kid in an art class, like those paint my number things. I remember vaguely doing that. And my brother, my older brother was very artistic. He was always sculpting, painting, creating jewelry, doing all kinds of things in the arts. He was 10 years older than me. And I heard as I grew up, you're wasting your time. You can never make money at that. Focus on your studies. Focus on the things that will bring you a career. Focus on anything but art. My parents were very practical. And they wanted the best for their kids. They didn't say that to my brother to squash his spirit or, you know, discount his talent. They did it because they were worried about his survival in the future, as many parents are. And so I heard it too. I was always a doodler. I was always from a very young age, I was drawing like cartoon things and, you know, hearts and flowers and, you know, all of these kinds of things. I was a doodler. And my mother used to say, don't doodle right. And what she meant was write words because she found word writing valuable. Although when I was really young, I wanted to write a book and my parents discouraged me from doing that. Oh, you'll never make any money at that. You, you know, you'll be judged. You want, you know, all of those things that parents do to try to protect us. It's their own fears, right? And the same thing with the art. I was born ambidextrous. I could use both hands equally as well. But by the time I was 10, I stopped using my right hand for writing and I continued writing with my left hand. And I never really understood why I did that because I still do a lot of things with my right hand. Like I'm right dominant for sports, although I played ambidextrously in my younger years. I could uh, throw equally well with both hands, catch equally well with both hands, kick equally well with both feet. 
But you know, it's a right dominated world, right? For that kind of thing. So I tended to lean towards the right. It was easier to get that equipment back in the day. You know, I'm 57. Things are a little different now. And not that we didn't have left-handed equipment. It was just, you had less to choose from. It's kind of like being a woman in golf. Go look at the women golf clubs, what we have to choose from. And just so you know, ladies, you can use the men's. You just get a different sort of shaft. So don't let the girl stuff limit you if you want to improve your golf game. That's just a side note. But anyway, so we, you know, I never equated that lack of doing art with what went on in my household, even now, years later, even though I understand and I know that our stories from our childhood and the things that we built our lives around, the rules that we we absorbed, the rules that we added on from our parents, from our grandparents, from our peers, from our schools, from our church, from any social groups we were in, kind of dictated how our life went, right? And as soon as I got rid of my rules and started fresh and made my rules simple so that I could have daily joy and have peace and not be a perfectionist and just go with the flow, I realized a lot of that stuff was around my rules, but I didn't realize all the things that my rules and those subliminal messages that people gave me actually shifted in me. So last year at this retreat, I struggled. I was in resistance to the painting. Now I did it. I did the painting. It came out, you know, fine. It's, I I have it here in my uh, podcasting office and I see it right now. And I love the colors and I love the thought behind it, but it really wasn't what I wanted to do. And the reason it wasn't what I wanted to do is because I had fear around what I wanted to do. What if I couldn't do it? What if I wasn't good enough? What if people laughed at my painting? What if people thought less of me because of it? And after all the work I've done, I still knew I had those thoughts in my head and I still let them rule me on the painting. So while I'm not unhappy with the painting, I realized that wasn't what I was intended to do that I was intended to take that risk. You know, sometimes there's times in life where we back off from risk and it's not because of like real risk to our physical body, although there may be those, that's a different case. When I'm talking about risk, the risk of being judged, either self-judged or judged by others, you know, the risk of failing, the risk of not doing what you set out to do, it can stop you from a lot of shit. And you know, your failures will be your successes. So this, this, this painting that I did, and it's huge, it's like a two and a half or three by five canvas. You know, it's not something small that you can overlook. It's a failure in the, in the fact that I did not stretch. I did not reach. I did not take any risks whatsoever in this painting. Now, the one thing that I did figure out last year that was crazy, and I hadn't put it all together because sometimes time and other circumstances put all the pieces together for you. At the very end of the retreat, I had picked up the brush with my right hand and I had written words on my my, uh, painting. And the handwriting was unrecognizable. It was beautiful. 
and I cannot write with a pencil with my right hand anymore. It's something, you know, that practice takes, but I was like, my art's in my right hand. My creative side is in my right hand, not my left. And that, that was an epiphany in itself. So with that painting, I won, right? I won something because I realized by not using my right hand when I was being creative, when I wanted to do something, you know, that was filling my soul in a creative sense, was limiting my ability to expand. And over this last year, I'm going to, I'm going to just be frank. I didn't really follow through with it. I actually intended to get some canvases and buy some paint and set up an easel and do some art. And the reason I was doing it was not to prove anything to myself, but I found what a release it was to paint and express on canvas. And I decided what better than to do that in my own privacy, because there would be no judgment except my own. And I could handle that because I'm good at knowing when I'm judging and when to turn that off and go, that's my survival mind. That's fear speaking through me. And it's not actual. So over the year, you know, I, like I said, I really didn't do a whole lot with it. So I was actually not supposed to attend this retreat because this retreat was supposed to happen in April. And I had another commitment during that time. And then COVID came and my dear friend had to postpone the retreat and she kept moving it and moving it. And she finally moved it to October 1st. And a couple of months ago, she reached out to me and said, hey, can you come? And I'm like, you know, I don't have any conflicting dates. Yes, I want to come. I really do. I want to experience this again. I know I'm going to get something fantastic out of it because I put myself all in and everything I do. So yes, I am coming. And I went through the next couple of months really anticipating this event, mainly because I haven't done, not that I don't love it and wouldn't have anyway, but I've been missing in-person events this year. It's been very difficult for me because I am a person that immersion events in person I get exponential growth from them. I thrive on them. I love them. I mean, I can't even explain to you the feeling I get when I know I'm on the precipice of going to one of them. So I've been excited this whole time and I get there on the first and we're starting the retreat and we start our painting the first night. And I put my catchphrase for the year. My catchphrase for the year is what would love do? And the reason that's my catchphrase for this year is I found so many people are struggling and there's a lot of negativity and there's a lot of stress and strain and strife in people this year. And my one of my businesses being property management, I have a lot of tenants under an extreme amount of stress financially. And I've got owners of properties that are under extreme amount of stress financially, and I'm dealing with them all the time. So the height of negativity that I'm facing is at an all-time high this year, not to mention from the political posts and all these kinds of things and friends that I didn't even know had such strong political opinions going down this path of 
I'll just call it nastiness. I'll call it what it is. It's just nastiness. It's ugly. And so I've been seeing that a lot in my life. And in order not to go back to the Tracy that from years before, that when I got pushed to my brink would just say, fuck you. And not literally, but I would just turn it off. I would not, you know, I was done. I hit my limit. You're not getting any more from me. And you can just deal with your shit and don't include me in it. Now, I never liked that about myself, but it was my self-protective mechanism to keep from depleting my reserves. Because I am a true believer that your cup needs to be overflowing in order to give. To truly give, because when you're depleting yourself, you're draining your energy and you can't give from that place of true energy and full love unless you are overflowing. And so I started asking my, that, myself that question any time of stress, if someone was yelling, angry, and like I said, generally it has nothing to do with me. It's their financial situation. It's the tenant didn't pay the mortgage. The air conditioner broke down and, and the tenant hasn't been paying their rent. You know, it's all kinds of things like that. And I'm dealing with these people. And now I just take a breath and think to myself, what would love do? And that doesn't mean I don't act in a business-like manner. That doesn't mean I don't do my job. That means how can I do my job with compassion, maintaining the rules and the guidelines that have to be kept by law, but still be compassionate for those who were going through things and not let it deplete me. So I wrote that phrase on my, on my canvas, what would love do? And then I covered it up. And I covered it with layers and I'm doing abstract because see, in my mind, I'm not an artist. And when you're not an artist and you don't think you can draw things or make anything that looks, you know, like something real, like something somebody would buy, right? You, at least for me, I'm just going to speak in my person that I'm like, I have to do something abstract so it doesn't have to look right. It can just look beautiful in the color and the texture and there can be no essence of anything that would be seen in the real world, right? Uh, no flower, no animal, no nature, no building, no face, no nothing. And I'm painting this. I'm spending a lot of time on Fridays, just painting and painting and painting. And I'm really loving the colors and the texture and the, and just the whole thing. And at the end of the day, I had really actually liked it. But then I'm like, you know, I don't, this is not what I wanted, but I just still don't know what I want. I still don't know. Well, I do know, but I'm not allowing myself. I'm not allowing myself to verbalize, to act on it. And if someone ever asks you when you say you don't know, well, if you did know, what would you say? That is the best question anybody can ask somebody when they they're struggling with something and they say, I just don't know what to do because we really do know what our gut's telling us. We really do know what we want, but you were usually afraid to take that action. So I wasn't asking myself that question, but what I did was kind of in, in a reverse psychology way, I self-sabotage. I started putting strokes and colors on the canvas that I didn't like, that didn't blend, that didn't go. And I was done at the end of the day and went, Oh, I hate it. I really just hate it. And 
I, I knew I would. When I was doing some of the strokes, I'm like, no, I don't like this. No, I don't. But I kept on going and I'm like, why am I doing this to self? What, what is it that I really want that I'm not doing? And I'm not really mulling that exactly, but it's like lingering in the back of my mind. And Saturday, we wake up and we do some exercises. We do a koya. If you don't know what that is, it's Q-O-Y-A. Look it up. It's, it's a dance. And we, we're doing exercises. And I go to my painting. And I, and I did shift it somewhat where I liked it better. And I had this background that would not go with the scenery or anything of what I was thinking. All of a sudden... My brain went, I want to make a forest. I want to make trees. I want to make a tree of life. And, you know, the background didn't match that. There was no sky. There was no, it was a multicolor of things that wouldn't even occur in a sunset. And so my, my brain that is survival, right? My reptilian brain says, oh, well, you probably can't make a tree anyway. So let's just get the paint and you just play with it. And it won't matter because the background's not good. So you're going to have to cover it up anyway. And so I got some brown paint and I got a couple of different brushes. And I started painting the main tree. I started making the, from the ground up, you know, the, the big base of the tree coming up and branches coming off of the tree. And all of a sudden, I looked at my painting and went, holy shit, I made a fucking tree. I made a fucking tree. The thing I thought I couldn't do, I made a fucking tree. And all with my right hand, mind you. I'm left-handed. That's where I get my fine motor skills now because I let that go in my right. I've been doing this with my right hand, and I'm like, I fucking made a tree. And then I made some smaller ones on the side. And then, and this was just the trunks and the branches. And then I'm like, oh, I've got to make leaves. They got to be green. I don't want them barren. These, uh, this tree of life has got to be bountiful. And my brain is going, I need to ask someone in the group that's an artist, how do I make leaves? How do I make this look real? And then I thought to myself, no, I, I, I made the trunks. They look good. Just do the leaves. Just do what makes you, what, what your heart and what your gut tells you what to do. And that's what I did. And I expanded on it and expanded on it. And then I'm like, oh, my background's bad. It doesn't go. The sky doesn't go. What am I going to do? I'm not, I'm not an artist. I can't, I, I barely got these trees done. And I, what am I going to do? And so I, I did talk to my friend Steph and she said, well, you could you know, make your background again and kind of wash over the whole painting and then refill in your trees. And my brain said, no, I can't do that. I, I like what I've got here. I'm going to figure it out. And that's exactly what I did. I figured it out. I filled in my trees some more. I put some moon behind some sparse clouds up at the top and some moonlight streaming through my trees. I gave them texture. I changed my sky to looking like a night windy sky. And how it came about, I still don't really quite understand. 
I really don't. I just kept trying things until it worked. I kept experimenting going, it's okay. If this doesn't work, I'll try something else. How many times in life do you stop doing something when it doesn't turn out right? When you don't get it right the first or maybe the second time? How many times do you let that stop you? I know in my life, I've let it stop me many times. I'm not going to lie. I mean, most recently of recent times, it's, it's, it's more seldom, but I'll still do it like last year with the painting. And so now here I am with this painting and I decided this painting was magic and I needed magic in the painting. So I drew some gold streaks down through the tree like there were fireflies splittering. And then I decided there had to be a fairy. There's a fairy and Matt dropping magic on my tree of life. And I added a fairy. And I need, I, I really, honestly, I was done, but I, I do want to go back and add a little more detail to my fairy. But I am so thrilled with my painting and not because it's technically good or I think anybody else would want to buy it. It has nothing to do with that. It has nothing to do with that. It was an epiphany. It was an epiphany that I had that what other talents do I have that I've buried? What other things could I be doing and playing larger in life than I am because I shoved them down because of opinions of others? Now, I'm not blaming my parents. I am not. I love my parents. They did the best they could. You will never hear me blame them for anything that I have struggled with in my life because it's not their responsibility. They did the best they could. They were the best people they could be. They were the best parents they could. They did the best they could with the skills and tools they had. As an adult, it was my turn. My turn to figure out what I wanted and go after my dreams. So what else today are you playing small at? What are you playing small with? I know there's more. And I did find something else on Sunday at the retreat. I led a guided meditation. And I do those all the time for my clients, right? And I've even recorded one, a basic one on the podcast here. But I did, did a very deep guided meditation, a very specific one for this group. And I'd never done one in person like that other than one-on-one. And I'm not going to lie. I'm, I'm telling you, I was nervous. I was nervous. How would they receive it? Could I get them to go to the space that I really wanted them to find where they would get the most out of it? All of these questions in my head bouncing back and forth. And I did the guided meditation. And I, I realized afterwards the thing that I always know, everybody gets what they're supposed to get based on where they went and how full out they played. Because that's the same as me. Last year, I was a little reserved in the painting. I didn't get everything I could have gotten. Now I got gains. Don't get me wrong. This year, I went all in on the painting and I had an epiphany, a breakthrough that is so large that I am still like in wonder of it. So with this guided meditation, 
because it was at the end of the retreat. I did the same thing. I went all in. I played full out. I didn't care about the outcome. I didn't care about the response. I didn't care if I made a mistake. All I knew is I wanted to give everyone there a gift, a gift that they would always be able to carry with them. And I did just that. And I had great response. And even if no one there told me that they got something from it, I would have known in my heart they did. Because when you do those sorts of things and you are on a journey and you do participate fully, or even if you don't play totally full out like I did in the first time with the painting, I still got some shit from it, right? So I knew everyone was going to have some sort of gift from it, whatever that was for them. And that's another area that I realized I've been playing small. I have a gift for guiding people in meditation. Some part of me didn't want to admit that because I'm still struggling with certain areas and certain things about me. You know, I am very nurturing and loving and kind and supportive and all those feminine qualities still use a lot of masculine on a daily basis, on a hourly basis. And sometimes I discount my ability to go into my divine feminine and deliver. And any woman listening, you can too. And any man listening, there is feminine in you. And there are times when you need to call on it as well, when you need to take the role of nurturer. And my thought was, holy fuck, who needed this gift that I've been keeping it from? Because I'm all about service these days. I'm all about what can I do to help someone else have a more fulfilling, joyful existence. And it's not that I can do it for them. It's not about that. My, my role is a guide, is a servant to help people become their own hero and lift themselves up and feel supported and nurtured in their journey so they can expand and grow. And I've been missing the boat on this guided meditation. I really have because I've participated in many. I've led many single ones, online ones, you know, that sort of thing. And I've always had great results, but I've been playing small in that arena because I know there are more people who need it than I've reached. And now that I know that I was hiding the talent of my art that's in my right hand, that was always within me, I just never used it. I shoved it down and buried it because I thought it wasn't valuable based on a story from someone else. I thought it wasn't worth using or keeping or developing. Guess what? I'm going to be expanding on that too. So my question to you today, my friend, is how in your life are you playing small? 
What hidden talents have you shoved down to the depths of your soul because of judgment of others or stories from others that told you it wasn't valuable? No one would like it. You wouldn't make money off of it. You wouldn't do this, whatever it was. Start searching your soul and figure these things out and start seeing how you can bring it back to the surface. And don't play small, play big, play larger than life, play so large that you can't even imagine playing that big. Can you see the energy that I get just in my voice talking about it? That energy, that life force will pull you through any of your doubt. And if you still are having doubts, you get a fucking coach. You find somebody who will support you in it. Your family, your friends don't always. Their survival brains are telling them, no, I couldn't do that. So no, I don't want you to do that too. Either I'm going to get left behind or you're going to get hurt. And I don't want you hurt because I love you. And it's not that they don't mean well. Just sometimes those aren't the people who you need to get you to that next level in life. What are you missing out on right now that you could be fucking killing it at? What is it? There's at least one thing. And I guarantee you when you find that one, there's probably five or 10 more that you buried in your life that you're not playing full out with. So today, my friends, I want you to go and do a meditation and start thinking about where you are playing small in your life. Where can you expand it? Where can I get that energy to drive me? Where can I shove that judgment away so that I don't self-judge and that anything somebody else says is not going to stop me from getting what I want? Because you deserve it. You deserve everything you want and more. Every single desire your heart has is yours. And it's just for the asking and taking. You don't need fucking permission. Just go and fucking get it. Because I know I am. And I'm here for any of you who want to fucking go after it. Just reach out to me via Tracy Benson at joyfulsouls.com. You know, you can find me on Facebook at Tracy E. Benson. You can find me on Instagram at Tracy E. Benson. I also have a Joyful Souls page, a Joyful Souls Rising group. And I'm also going to be starting a group program shortly. I'll be advertising it on Facebook. I'll put a plug in for it here on my next podcast too with a link to... Let's fucking finish this year with a bang. 2020 has taken most of us for a ride and not necessarily where we wanted to go. Let's get back on track and let's crush the rest of the year and let's start off 2021 on such fire that there is nothing that's going to stop us. All right, guys, I love you with the depth and breadth of my soul, every fiber and cell in my being. And I will see you on the next episode. I love you. Bye. Yeah.
Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of Joyful Souls Podcast. If you enjoyed what you heard today, please share it with a friend. And if you haven't already, subscribe, rate, and review the show on your favorite podcast player. If you have any questions, comments, or feedback for us, you can reach me directly at tracybenson at joyfulsouls.com. Thanks ever so much for listening and have a beautiful day.